Welcome to the Friendship Bread Podcast. I'm Crystal, and I'm here with Alma. Hello. We love to have real, honest conversations about life and how the conservative culture we grew up in shaped our mindsets. Guess what? What? Today we're not talking about purity culture. Oh, that sounds kind of nice. (laughs) (laughs) We are kind of basing our topic off of something we talked about. Um, off off of what we talked about last week. No, two weeks ago. I keep doing that. <laughs> so it's maybe partially inspired by purity culture. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this episode topic was Crystal's idea, and I was like, yes, I love this topic. So now we're telling people whose idea what was. Now if they don't like the topic, they're going to know which of us to yell at. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I did not mean to put you in the spotlight. I was trying to give you credit. <laughs> Okay, well, as long as it doesn't backfire, I'm okay with that. (laughs) Do you have a breadcrumb this week, Crystal? I do. Please do tell. You look look mischievous. Well, last week... Can't! Last week? You mean two weeks ago? No. No? Okay. Yes. Well, last week we had our coffee night for June. <laughs> I did the diva. She can't do it. She can't do it. How did it go, Crystal? It was a blast. <laughs> and that's why it's my breadcrumb, because I'm always so thankful for our coffee nights and how much fun they are. <laughs> okay, are we going to tell them? <laughs> Sure. (laughs) We're actually recording this two weeks in advance, so our coffee night hasn't actually happened. (laughs) Yes. But um, I know it's going to be a blast. Yeah. And also, actually, I think it can actually be my real breadcrumb because... It's coming up. It's coming up, and I'm excited. Yeah, no, it can absolutely still be your breadcrumb. (laughs) (laughs) It absolutely can still be your breadcrumb. I could not not pull that off with a straight face. (laughs) Oh, man. I think it'll make for very amusing uh, (laughs) podcasting. (laughs) No, that's amazing. Uh, Yes, we're recording this ahead of time because we're finally trying to be on top of our podcasting. Mm -hmm. So instead of recording our episodes as last minute as we can. Yeah. Like, yeah, the week. Of, mm-hmm. yeah, no, we're trying to be organized humans. <laughs> Imagine, no, I'm just, I'm just thinking like you often, the amount of times that we have recorded on a Tuesday and mm-hmm. you have edited on a Wednesday so we can and release on it. Thursday. Yes. Is insane. So. Yeah. So we're trying to be organized humans. Yes. Um. Anyways, needless to say, yes, we're both excited about the coffee night. Which is going to be a Mexican and margaritas and conversation night this mm-hmm. month. So, And by the time you're listening to this, maybe you came and you're thinking back on all of the fun we had. <laughs> and how much we probably laughed. Or you didn't come and you're thinking about how much you missed out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm excited because this week I'm celebrating my birthday. Mm-hmm. I'm another year older. So, I'm excited to celebrate it. You and I are going out for like a coffee date, I guess, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Is it coffee? 
Yeah, We're trying out a new trailer, a new food trailer. Mm-hmm. We're going to go try out the Wild Fox Energy food trailer over in Mount Eaton. Yes. So... so we're excited about that. Yeah, I am excited to go try and everything that they have available. Yeah, same. It's newer, so we haven't yes. been there yet. And no. so I'm excited to go do that. But one of our friends, or one of my friends. I feel like she's my friend because you talk about her and I like feel like I know her. But mm-hmm. honestly, I, I don't know if I've actually officially met her, though. Well, I mean, you will when we go. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. By the yep. time this episode comes out, you will have met her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyhow, we're recording earlier than we usually do, and we're still somehow kind of, our I thoughts are disorganized. Don't know what's going on. Sorry for the all over the place. But yes, my breadcrumb is that my birthday is this week, and I'm excited about it. So yes, I'm excited too. Anyways, why are piggy banks so wise? I don't know. They're filled with common sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I can't keep my jokes in. You do such a good job of like finding good places to work them in. And once I've decided what the joke is for that episode, I'm like, must tell Crystal. (laughs) I can understand that because sometimes it is really hard to hold it in. (laughs) So. Yeah. Sometimes I'm sitting over here fidgeting because I'm so excited (laughs) about my joke. Yeah. Um... Anyway, we've done breadcrumbs. I've already mm-hmm. done the joke of the week. Uh, let's dive into our topic, I guess. Yes, let's go for it. We're talking about how we can sometimes not trust our own instincts. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of going to go off of um, our last episode yes. of everything that Crystal experienced. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of start us off. Yeah, I look back. I was just... I've been thinking since we recorded that episode Mm -hmm. and how much I look back and I think about how I didn't trust my own intuition and, well, for number one, um, well, if you missed last week's episode, we talked about how the stalker that I have, Mm -hmm. when I met him. The very first time, I was not comfortable around him. Mm -hmm. I did not like him. And I literally had a conversation with myself in my head of, Crystal, you're being too judgmental. Mm -hmm. Everyone else likes him. Mm -hmm. And you are just being too sensitive about this. Mm -hmm. And it's not a big deal. And you're just overthinking things. Mm -hmm. These are all the things I told myself. And I was like, no, okay. And he is my friend now and just all of the things that I, the red flags that I felt Mm -hmm. that I ignored and didn't pay attention to because everybody else said he was okay. Yeah. And looking back, realizing no and realizing that he was never a safe person to be around, Mm -hmm. you know, and... And that it would have been better to come across as a little rude mm-hmm. um, and trusting your instincts. Yes, exactly. You know, and it makes me wonder, like, as you're saying this and you're like, everyone else liked him. How do we know? We don't know what their inner monologue was because maybe they were thinking the That's same exact That's true. Thing. That's true. Because to everybody else, it probably looked like I liked him, mm-hmm. even though I didn't feel. Mm-hmm. Because that's the... 
what Sheila Gregor talks about in the one chapter in mm-hmm. She Deserves Better, she mentions like the the signaling, the outward signaling. Yes. Versus actually being authentic mm-hmm. and real. And not to like say that everyone does this, but right. that's kind of how it comes across. Like we we are so afraid of coming across as rude, as mean, as not good Christians mm-hmm. that our outward actions look like one way, and we could be thinking something entirely different. And I, f- I feel like it's kind of this multi-layered thing of like, well, if you grow, if you grew up like Amish or Mennonite or whatever, you definitely were taught that your opinion is, or I don't know, your pin- your opinion slash intuition is worth less than a man's, mm-hmm. and that yes. their opinion is always going to have more weight or be more accurate than your own. Mm -hmm. And so it starts off with telling us that we aren't valuable. Mm -hmm. And when we believe we aren't valuable, how are we going to trust our intuition as being valuable and trustworthy Mm -hmm. if we think that we ourselves aren't valuable? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. This makes me think of... There is a documentary on Amazon Prime that just came out called Shiny Happy People. Mm-hmm. And it's about um, the Duggars, but it's about more the IBLP in general, which is like the religious group, uh, Bill Gothard, and mm-hmm. like that the Duggars were a part of or are a part of, not were. I started it. Mm-hmm. I have gotten through the first two episodes now. Something you just said reminded me of that. That belief system is called like fundamentalists. Yes. It's a very extreme version of what a lot of us were taught. Mm-hmm. Because um in this documentary, now I highly recommend this documentary so far. I'm only two episodes in, but it is very eye-opening and like I've had some aha moments of like, whoa, like that's where that came from and that's where that came from. Now, I will say, kind of same as when we started talking about purity culture, um, prepare yourself. Like if you are in a place right now where you feel like watching this, it, like it's intense and mm-hmm. it um it highlights a lot of spiritual trauma, a lot of religious trauma, a lot of a lot of trauma that these people went through that are like being interviewed in this documentary. So if you're not in a good like headspace before watching it, it's probably not the best idea. Mm-hmm. So just forewarning because like I started the first episode and I actually turned it back off like five minutes in because I was like, hmm, tonight I am not in the headspace to watch this. Like yeah. I could feel myself spiraling. But anyhow, I made kind of a long story out of that. But a lot of them talked about how they were so conditioned and so trained not to have their own thoughts and feelings and to just blindly follow whatever authority is in their life. Mm -hmm. And for girls, they were taught that they are under their father's authority until they get married, and then they're under their husband's authority. They always have to be under an authority. They're never really their own person. No, and they were, like, taught from the time they were babies. Like, this is why this documentary is so intense. It highlights, like, the abuse that they put children through in the name of disciplining them. Mm-hmm. And it's heartbreaking. I cried. The second episode especially, I cried. But from the time they were babies, they were taught like 
you are basically you are an inconvenience to your parents. And so you should not like you're if you misbehave, that's an inconvenience to your parents. They're not going to take the time to figure out why you're misbehaving. They're just going to punish you for misbehaving. Like they're not going to connect with you emotionally. That's really sad. It's awful. Sheila Gregor did a live. Um, and if you go back and find it, it's the one where she talks about the do- documentary, Shiny Happy People. Okay. And her takeaways from it, excellent. She, It was fantastic. It was – she said so many things that were so well said. So if you want to, like, hear her take on it, it's really good. But it just really stood out to me when we're conditioned, like, to let others – have that amount of authority over our lives from the time that we're babies. I'm mm-hmm. saying we. I My growing up was not that intense. Mm-hmm. Like, not that intense at all. There was still this level in the churches I attended of, like, the church leaders know best, and we trust their teaching, mm-hmm. and we implement their teaching, and we don't really question it. Mm-hmm. And so when we're from from that young man age, when we're conditioned to let others influence and sometimes even make decisions for us and not to trust ourselves, we we don't trust ourselves. We grow yeah. up and we never learn how to trust our own instincts, how to follow our own to- intuition. It's interesting that, you know, like the the evangelical church would like to say, oh, we've done away with all of that stuff Mm -hmm. of making any person feel suppressed or whatever. And I feel like there's still that vibe, though, of certain people, and it's not just always women, Mm -hmm. but certain people, their voices matter less. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think especially when you're a woman who grew up with, conservative background of Amish or Mennonite or even both. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you're in a church that still says like, hey, like it doesn't matter if you're a woman or not. You have, you know, you can, there's things that you can speak and say and whatever, but they still make other people feel like their opinion is worth less. For me, that meant still feeling like because I was a woman, my opinion was worth less because maybe they're just telling me mm-hmm. that my opinion matters when it doesn't actually. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can tell when someone takes you seriously mm-hmm. and when they don't. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell. It's very easy to tell. And it's it's very difficult to mm-hmm. be dismissed like it is when you when you can tell someone's not taking you seriously mm-hmm. and they're very dismissive that's not a fun experience no as any human being one of the ways i feel like one of the ways that the church religious leaders however um convinces you that you that you're not capable of like making your own decisions is the way that they teach like um, in in extreme cases, they'll teach like, well, we're sinful from birth, so we have to discipline the sin out of children. But as as you get older and you're an adult, like the teachings change, obviously. You're not being like punished physically by your parents anymore. But it's more like the 
teachings are more focused on how flawed we are as individuals and how sinful our human nature is instead of focusing on like if you're a Christian the fact that you believe that Christ died for you and he's already saved you and the gospel itself is about how much he loves you mm-hmm. and how you are Christ like it instead of focusing on that and learning what it means to be Christ-like. I feel like so many teachings focus instead on how flawed we are mm-hmm. and how hard we have to work to not be flawed. And, you know, you hear so many teachings about, like, how hard men should be working to not lust and how hard this – when you're focusing on that, that amplifies it. Mm-hmm. And instead, why can't we focus on the gospel where, where he already died – for our flawed selves. So therefore, if he already did it, then we're not flawed individuals anymore. We can start living out of our actual identity mm-hmm. as Christ-like individuals who he loves unconditionally. Mm-hmm. If if we believed that and we lived out of that, it would look so different. It would be so much more authentic because there's so many things that we hold back because of not believing that. Yeah. When when we're convinced that we're flawed and mm-hmm. we're focusing on our flaws, like I just said, it amplifies it. Yeah. And it makes us anxious because we're always striving to be better. Like that, it just does not play out well. But in the church, when you're teaching someone how flawed of an individual they are, you can control them. Because if they're flawed... They're always going to come to you for advice. Mm-hmm. And that's not the role of what, in my in my opinion, that's not the role of what church is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. A pastor's role, if we're, I'm just kind of speaking about this from a Christian perspective because we're like talking about how the church mm-hmm. is. So if you're a Christian, a pastor's role should be that of like teaching their churchgoers, their church members, how to have their own relationships with Christ, how to follow their own intuitions in that, how to hear from God if you will. Like there's instead of making so that their church members have to always come for them, come to them for advice Mm -hmm. and to know what to do because that's not the goal of life. I think what what it sounds like to me what you're talking about is Instead of going and teaching how they should be making disciples, which is literally what Jesus told them to do. He said, go make disciples. Mm -hmm. And disciples means replicating someone who can do what you do, not Mm -hmm. just teaching somebody and Mm -hmm. keeping them, you know, under under you forever. That's not how that's supposed to work. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to, like, the leaders in a church are supposed to be teaching people to do exactly what they're doing Mm -hmm. so they we shouldn't have to be always having to go to a pastor to ask them because they should be teaching the people who go to their church to be able to figure that out on their own does that make sense yes how to follow your own individual convictions Mm -hmm. because the thing is is that 
everybody's life is different. Yes. And your calling in life is different. Mm -hmm. Your purpose in life is different. So your convictions, my convictions can look completely different than Crystal's convictions. Yes. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I feel like so many um, people fall into the trap of, well, God told me to do this. So he must mean that you need to do that too. Yes, that that's a good point because making a disciple doesn't mean that they they don't need they're not supposed to be a cookie cutter replica. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean a, you could be a pastor of a church and have a bunch of people that you have discipled mm-hmm. and they are all doing their own things, but that doesn't mean that every single one of them has to have a ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that every single one of them has to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them has to be a teacher. Yeah, like. That's because, not how it works. It's yes. Like, it's like imagining there's a lot of people who go to medical school, mm-hmm. but they all do different things with it. Exactly. So you have, and you have a whole different bunch of types of doctors. Mm-hmm. You've got a heart doctor. You've got a foot doctor. Would you want a foot doctor to work on your heart? Absolutely not. No. And then you've got paramedics and nurses and therapists and like all of these things have the goal of wellness. Mm-hmm. The foot doctor, they are focusing on making your feet well. Mm-hmm. The heart doctor is focusing on making your heart well. Mm-hmm. The therapist is working on your emotional and you're <laughs> making your brain well. I mean, yeah. Um, but they're all, you know, within that same scope. I really like that example because. It, it, it's so perfect. You look at a church and you have different members. You have one person who owns a laundromat. You have one person who owns a construction company, one person who works mm-hmm. at the hospital, one person who's a mom, one person who – like each and- individual person in their own little world has so much influence around those people. They have their own realm of influence around yes. those people around them. And what really – I think what, it, what really matters, I think what Jesus meant when he said – to go make disciples mm-hmm. was to go teach people how to have their own relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that it's as simple as that. I absolutely agree. And I feel like churches that okay, that's kind kind of how cults get started is mm-hmm. that someone convinces a bunch of people that they're all flawed individuals who can't hear God, but they can. And they are, they convince everybody that they are the only person. They are the only that person. Knows, yes. The no, knows the right combination to have all the answers. Yes. To be the perfect human and to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> I feel like that's how you can identify cults so easily is like, is there one person who has proclaimed themselves as the person to be the only person who knows how God speaks and what God says and how to get to heaven? Maybe, maybe it's a cult. (laughs) And even if it's not like as severe as a cult, obviously, there is still like systems in organized religion that has, we've still convinced so many people that they are inherently flawed individuals Mm -hmm. instead of speaking to their true identity as Christ-like individuals who God already died for. It's interesting how we started out talking about trusting our intuition, and now we're basically having a discussion on theology. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I <laughs> I like how you said that, actually. I, I feel like I was wanting to make the point of, like, where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Like when you convince someone that they're a flawed individual, then they're not going to trust themselves. Yeah. And when you convince someone, like like you said earlier, when you look down on someone and you don't value them, they're not going to trust mm-hmm. their own opinions. They're not going to trust their own intuition. I think too, like I was thinking about, it goes so much deeper even than that. Mm-hmm. And that, because it's like a thing where we also convince ourselves Yes. You know, like, these are things we say to ourselves, too. Mm -hmm. It's not just other people saying, oh, you're wrong about that. Mm -hmm. It's yourself saying that. And, like, when we talked about, like, the bad brain pirate, you know, all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. like, way back, and how you are in charge of the things that happen in your brain. Mm -hmm. Well, that is very true. Mm -hmm. And that means that when we tell ourselves those things, like oh, you're wrong about that. Or, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I don't know why you're feeling like that. They're really a nice person. You're just and being you're telling yourself, Yeah. And you're telling yourself to ignore those red flags when your intuition is saying, hey, something is wrong here. Mm-hmm. That makes it so much harder for your brain to then later believe your intuition because you have trained yourself mm-hmm. to not believe yourself. Yeah. Th- Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's why it takes such a long time to mm-hmm. train yourself to then trust yourself because mm-hmm. you're reforming, you're literally reforming the synapses yes. in your brain. Yes. I watched a video. It was very interesting of how long it takes the nerves to reform synapses when like it takes a long time for new habits to form mm-hmm. and for new pathways to be formed in your brain. But it's possible. Yeah. And they actually, the thing is, is that the pathways in your brain are physical and they yes. change. Yes. And it that's is, why it takes so it long. It is so crazy. Our brains are literally insane. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was just thinking like magnificent and comprehensible. Yes. I mean, like all of the above. And, and the and, way they work is just yes. mind boggling. <laughs> amazing i didn't think about it till i was saying it i love it um and you know if we if we believe that christ created us that god created us he made our brains that Mm -hmm. way that's why they're like a literal miracle yeah literally a miracle um but going back to what you said about how we're in charge of our brain yes we're also in charge of our lives as a whole Mm -hmm. there is not one other individual in the world who is technically allowed to make those decisions for you unless Mm -hmm. you give them the permission. Mm -hmm. We sometimes do. We give other people the permission to make decisions for us because we don't trust ourselves. But you are in charge of your own life and you're capable of being in charge of your own life. We also, that made me also think of something else. We also make decisions, decisions that we are making on our own Mm-hmm. And we could do whatever we want with them. But we make decisions sometimes based not off of our own intuition, but off of what we think other people would want us to do. Yeah. Like our parents. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be fine. But then other times, girl, you got to stand on your own feet. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. and I don't mean yes. that. I don't mean that to be harsh. No. Like at no, all. I totally but know. I'm what just you saying, mean. like, why are we doing things? the way we think that other people would want us to do because you're not trusting your own 
intuition. You're not trusting your own judgment to -hmm. make those decisions for yourself. Yeah. So you're doing what you think other people want you to do. Yeah. Or maybe it's a thing where you're worried about what they think about you. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to make decisions. I mean, we've talked quite a while ago. We talked about how I realized that I was buying clothes yeah. Based on, I would think about a friend and be like, oh, would she like this? Mm-hmm. And if she wouldn't, I would not buy that. But if she would, I would be like, oh, yeah. And those were not my own decisions. Mm-hmm. But then that also was not authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And and going back to like, you brought up the medical field earlier. Let's mm-hmm. say that you do have an issue with your heart and you go to a heart doctor. And they tell you, this is what we discovered in the testing, and here's your options. This is what you can do. Mm-hmm. Now, are you a heart doctor? No. But in the end, you're the one making the decisions about yeah. your own body. Yeah. And that's how our lives are. You, you do not have to be an expert in order to make decisions for your own life, mm-hmm. for your own family. You are ultimately the one in charge of protecting yourself, protecting your children, protecting your family. You're yeah. the one ultimately in charge of making decisions for your family. And just like, okay, continuing with your example, like the heart doctor gave you options. That doesn't mean it's like when you go to somebody for advice. Just because they gave you advice doesn't mean you have to do any of the things that they said, mm-hmm. because you can still take all of those things and weigh them according to your own life and implement them according to your own choices. Exactly. Your life is your life. My life is my life. Our lives are our lives. Yeah, I just, like, going back to what we said earlier, Crystal's convictions do not have to be my convictions. And it's okay that our lives all look so different. I mean, as long as we're still friends, yes. (laughs) Yeah, a difference in convictions does not have to define friendship and how whether you're friends with someone or not, because that's not the point of your own personal convictions. And once we start moving in the direction of trusting ourselves again and leaning into our own intuition and going where we want to go in life, we gain confidence confidence can be offensive if you don't have confidence. Oh, that is very true. When someone else is confident and we lack like that security in ourselves, Mm -hmm. we lack that confidence in our own decisions, but someone else is very self-assured, we're like, wow, well, they think a lot about themselves. Or sometimes too, I think we think that those people are aggressive. Yeah. And when really what seems like aggressiveness or aggression, yeah, what seems like aggression is really confidence. Yeah. Because once you start being able to trust your intuition and being able to trust yourself, you do just naturally gain confidence because you're like, wow, if I was created with my own intuition and I can trust it, then I am capable of taking on my life. I am capable of making decisions for myself and I am capable of Mm -hmm. being confident in them. Yes. And when we, when we believe that our lives do not have to look like anyone else's lives and we're confident in our life and the decisions we made for us, that can look offensive to someone else who isn't in that place. And so I feel like if you're in the place of being the person who's confident with their decisions, we have to be aware of that when other people are offended by our actions, but we don't have to be 
Like, we don't have to change our actions because of that. We just are aware of why they come across that way to us. Yes. Because we don't have to change our actions based off of what somebody else Mm -hmm. thinks about our confidence. The thing is, is when that person, everyone's on their own journey. When that person moves into trusting their intuition and they gain confidence, one day they're going to say, I get it. Yeah. I can see now where this person was. You know, I don't know why this reminded me, but it reminded me of earlier when you were saying about, you know, focusing on your flaws Mm -hmm. and how that really doesn't do us any good. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, we shouldn't completely ignore them. We need to be aware of where our shortcomings are. If you have a tendency to lie or something like that, Mm -hmm. so that you can watch for that Mm -hmm. and stop it when it happens. Yeah. That's good. But- that doesn't – that shouldn't be your focus. That's like a background program that's running in your brain. Mm-hmm. But your focus should be the things that you're good at and the things that – your strengths. Mm-hmm. Because – so let's say if, like I said, lying. If lying is something you struggle with, maybe more specifically – you struggle with lying about things in your life, mm-hmm. maybe making your life look better to other people than what it really is. Mm-hmm. So when you're focusing on the things that you're good at mm-hmm. and your strengths and stuff, some of those things start to naturally shine. Mm-hmm. So let's say if one of your strengths is saying really encouraging things to people mm-hmm. or another one of your strengths is maybe one of your hobbies is interior interior designing and when you're doing that you just feel like you're really coming alive maybe you love to bake and you bake the most delicious things so if you start leaning into some of those things and focusing on those things and amplifying those things in your life all of a sudden you have people telling you oh i really like how you designed your house or those cupcakes you baked me were amazing or you have no idea what that word of encouragement did for me. Mm-hmm. Like it made my whole day better. Mm-hmm. So those things make you feel better about all of the, the things in your life. Mm-hmm. And it makes you feel like you have a lot more. It makes you feel more confident in your life. And then all of a sudden you find you're not lying about your life as much because you're feeling more confident in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's probably some better examples. I just can't think of them. Well, yeah. Well, it it also like, I feel like it can also kind of go back to what we were talking about. Like if, if you have the issue with lying mm-hmm. and you're always focusing on that, like, and you're like telling yourself over and over again, oh, I'm such a liar. I need to like stop lying. That yes. amplifies the problem. Yes, because then you feel like you're a terrible person. Yes, because... You're feeling, I'm not authentic. Yes. So focus on the things you can be authentic Yes, in. you're... Like, when you're so down on yourself, mm-hmm. it, you're gonna... It just... It creates a disaster. Mm-hmm. You're gonna keep lying because you're amplifying the problem. But yes. then everything you just said when you're focusing on these other things, it's not that you don't see that the lying is there. Yes. It's just that you're like... You're, instead, you're telling yourself, I'm a very good encourager. I'm a great baker. I'm good at interior design. I am valuable. I am yes. I am a wonderful human being. Yes. You see the value that you are offering to the world around you. And it might take a while. Mm-hmm. It's not a fast, like it's a habit thing too. Mm-hmm. But 
between that and also catching yourself when you're lying because you, mm-hmm. you you still have to know mm-hmm. that that's an that's been an issue mm-hmm. and but catching yourself when you're doing it and stopping it those two things together you are stopping something from happening and also replacing it with something else yeah the combination of those things is a healthy way of eliminating the root problem of of lying and that insecurity you have about your life versus the unhealthy way of trying to eliminate it by focusing on it. Yes. That was very well said. I 100% agree. So moving forward. Yes. How how do we move forward? We come from, if, if we have struggled our whole lives with not trusting our intuition, how do we move forward? I think we definitely, well, number one would be having grace for yourself mm-hmm. because it's definitely a long process. I feel like that's one of our like very favorite phrases. Yeah. I, th- I think it should be everybody's think, mantra. Do you think that maybe like you and I come from like a place of not having had grace for ourselves in the past? <laughs> yes. I do actually. Yes. I like it's so, it's so like, mm-hmm. it's so big for us. It really is. Because we both come from places, I don't want to speak entirely from you for you, but I feel like I do know like we both come from places where we used to beat ourselves up a lot mm-hmm. and we're like realizing or we have realized over the last however many years, like, dude, have grace for yourself. Yeah. I think I think a lot of that like is personality amplified by circumstance. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, back to what we were saying. Yes. Um, yeah, don't be hard on yourself and mm-hmm. like realize that it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. And you've lived how many years of life? Mm-hmm. And these habits are not just uh, snap your fingers and it changes. Yeah. So it's a process. And I think for me, something that was really helpful is thinking of a time when, like, my intuition was later proved right. Like, I didn't trust my intuition. And then later I looked back and was like, oh. I really wish I would have gone with my gut on that because mm-hmm. I was right. Yeah. I think that was a big one for me. That's a I, – I really love that because you can literally look back and – like for me, there are three major events in my life that I look back on and I say, if I would have followed my intuition, I could have avoided all three of those situations. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. So I went through the situations. And yes, I learned something. I learned something through the situations. But if I look back, that's a very, very good point. We can say, wow, my intuition was right. And I think, too, I think something that one of the reasons that that helps is that it's like evidence. Yeah. It's proof. Mm -hmm. And it's something tangible that you can look at and hold on to and say, this is why I can trust myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sometimes, you know, things aren't maybe 100% accurate, but I'd say more often than not, our intuition is more accurate than we give it credit for. Yeah. Something else that's important is just reminding yourself of your value as a human being. Like you as a human being hold immense value. Yeah. And your thoughts, your emotions, your opinion, those all matter. And sometimes we've, we're in a space where we don't actually believe all those things. Mm-hmm. You kind of think on a surface level, oh, yeah, I know that. 
mm-hmm. but like dig down deep and like see like do you really truly believe those things yeah and if you don't like work on making that a concrete belief in your life mm-hmm. I-, I think that's really important and i i'm gonna kind of pull in the spiritual side of it because that's kind of what i've done this whole episode <laughs> um but if you grew up in a very fundamentalist way of believing or a way of believing where you did focus on how flawed of an individual you are, mm-hmm. it's like part of your process is going to be relearning that, retraining your brain and refocusing on, okay, what does God actually say about me? Who did he create me to be? What is my identity? It's not my flawedness. Mm-hmm. He made me as a Christ-like being and he loves me. So folk like really leaning into that and focusing on that and listening to that, it's going to be really important no matter what you believe to focus on and surround yourself with what you want to believe. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, like you have to expose yourself to the new way of believing that you want to um, take in, that you want to emulate. Because you're not going to get there by listening to the same teachings that got you to where you were. Mm-hmm. So focus on the new things. Listen to really encouraging podcasts that focus on the good things. Listen to songs that make you feel confident and you mm-hmm. know secure in who you are. Listen to people, in- inspirational speakers that say the things you're wanting to emulate. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you are listening to this and you're thinking – or if you're realizing even maybe that you don't trust your intuition, or even if you're like, I want to be better at that. We came up with an affirmation for you to help with that. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want to pause the episode, grab a pen and paper so that you can write this down and go. I am valuable. I am capable. My intuition is trustworthy. My thoughts and emotions deserve a place in my life. My opinions matter. I can be secure in my intuition. I can trust in my own decisions for my life. My voice matters and deserves to be heard. Yay. I think that's so good. Yeah. I think I want to write this one on a sticky note and put it on my mirror. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. When when we speak things over ourselves that we want to believe, mm-hmm. our brains start believing those things. Yes, this is the thing. Like that's exactly it. Yeah, because we even talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. This is speaking truth to erase all of the lies that you've told yourself over the years, all mm-hmm. of the doubts you've implanted in yourself, all of the times you've discounted your own emotions or ignored, you know, something that you thought was an irrational fear. Mm -hmm. And this is speaking truth to all of those places. And I know it takes time, but healing those areas is possible. Mm -hmm. Forming new synapses can happen. Yes. (laughs) Your brain can always learn to function better than what it does right now. It's insane. It's so moldable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like we went a little bit everywhere with our topic of learning to trust our instincts, but I really enjoyed this conversation because I feel like you brought up so many good points and 
like we we got to just like go back and forth and you thought of things I didn't think of mm-hmm. yada yada whatever the yeah. point of the conversations that we have but um the point of the conversation is we followed our intuition and we talked about where it went <laughs> <laughs> yes i we probably missed something along the way but um yeah it's been a big part of our lives i think yeah so if you have struggled with trusting your intuition, trusting yourself in general. I hope that this is encouraging and that you can keep growing and gaining confidence in that area. And thank you so much for being here. If you don't already, you can follow us over on Instagram and Facebook at The Friendship Bread. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. The reviews really help us out. Share this episode with your friends. Word of mouth is also very helpful for podcasts, and we do have a community blog over at thefriendshipbread.com, and if you have something you would like to talk about, submit a blog. Mm -hmm. We'd love to hear whatever your intuition is telling you to write about. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Love it. That was a great segue. Thank you so much for joining us for this conversation, and we hope that you'll be back in two weeks for another episode of the Friendship Bread podcast. Bye! relieved I am to not have talked about purity culture for a whole episode. I'm pretty relieved too. (laughs) It felt good. It was a little lighter. Yeah, it felt lighter.